Hey, welcome back to the program. My name is Alan Carter. Cash used to rule everything around me. Now my social media feed just rules everything around me. It rules what I do, what I do in the morning, what I do before I go to bed, how I spend my afternoon. Are you are you a little addicted to maybe your your phone? Are you on your phone a little too much? Does your do your loved ones, your family say, "Hey, maybe you could put that down. I'm over here." Maybe you could just for one second. You know, it's not always so easy to wean yourself off this technology. I find it particularly difficult, even when I'm on vacation, even when the weekend is here. I'm on the thing. I'm doom scrolling from dusk, from dawn until dusk. I can't help myself. Partly it's because of the job I do. I'm in the information business. If you don't know, I have this radio program. Thank you for being with me. And I also uh, anchor the uh, TV News on Global between 5.30 and 6.30 on weekday nights. Join me tonight with my co-anchor Tracy Tonk. So part of my business is being, you know, just informed, and I use Twitter like that for that all the time. That does not mean I need to 24-7 be doom-scrolling on the thing. Because if you're on there today, first of all, you're getting yourself, you know, all kinds of snow updates about people upset about whether the kids are going back to school or not back to school. Should it be a snow day? Shouldn't it be a snow day? People are angry at Doug Ford for driving around trying to dig people out. Either that or they're just chuffed about it, one or the other. Everybody's upset all the time. And so weaning yourself off of that is increasingly Difficult. My next guest has written a great piece in the Toronto Star about this today, about actually kicking the social media habit and actually detoxing a little bit. Welcome to the program, Angela Francis. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate you being here. Um, sounds like you and I are are similar in terms of, you know, when you go on vacation, I do the thing where I try and take the app, like the the app right off my phone and put it away so it's not in front of me. But that doesn't even seem to work either. You find that? Yeah, I have always tried to delete the app, but then I go through the browser, I try to deactivate entirely, and then I kind of just feel a sense of loss, like I'm kind of missing out on something going on in the world. So my attempts at detoxes have not lasted very long. Okay, so you got you got the FOMO? Is that what that's what brings you back to the, the social media sites? To a degree, I think it's a curiosity about wanting to know what's going on. It's a sense of wanting that connection, but there are other ways to get this. But for some reason, I feel like I just am constantly going back to the one the platforms I've grown accustomed to over these last what ten or so years. Mm-hmm. And especially over the course of the pandemic, we've really relied on it. Not only from business, you as a reporter, you know, doing you know looking for news stories, but also mm-hmm. I find. This is the thing that gets me is the endorphin kick that, you know, if I post something, a little bon mot, a little something, and, and, you know, it racks up the likes or whatever. I'm like, ooh, I just, it, you know, it lights me up like I'm a pinball machine. Yeah, and they're designed to do that. They really are kind of stylized after slot machines and borrow all these little um techniques from gambling basically to kind of make these apps even more addictive because I'm I'm right there with you when I go to notifications and I see that people are relating to something that I posted it it I can't say it doesn't feel good no it gives me a sense of self-worth which is not grounded in any reality whatsoever mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. One of the people I spoke to for that piece, uh, Catherine Price, is the author of first How to Break Up with Your Phone, but now she's written a new book called The Power of Fun and kind of differentiates between that fake fun that you get on social media that really isn't actually as satisfying as grounded in reality as something like taking up an instrument or spending time in real life with loved ones. I know I, I always say to my kids, my teenagers, you know, IRL, we should be doing this. And they look at me and say, nobody says that, Dad. Nobody says that anymore. <laughs> Not in real life anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you talk to a bunch of different experts and authors, as you mentioned. You know, there's a lot of advice out there swirling around about, you know, how to do this. What connected with you? I got to say one that I didn't see, and I'm surprised I didn't see it as often, uh, came from Matthew Johnson. He's an educate director of education at Media Smarts. Um, it's an Ottawa-based organization. And he said, try saying out loud what it is you're going to this website for as you're logging on or before you go there. And it... I'm surprised I haven't heard that before. And I think it's what's worked the best for me because then it makes me not just log on to Twitter as a reflex in the morning. I have to say, oh, I'm going on so I can share this funny thing my mom said me, <laughs> or I'm looking for a story, or I actually have to say it out loud and think about why I'm doing it. And if I don't have a good enough reason, then I just don't bother going online. Oh, I like that. So you, the, the actual act of verbalizing it forces you to think more critically about what you're about to do. Totally. And he also noted that that's a good technique for parents too, just to model intentional behavior for your kids and mo and model more mindful use of social media. So you're not just looking at it for something to do. There's actually a reason. Yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, I, I struggle again. I mentioned my teen boys and, you know, they're on, they just are, they could just while away hours on TikTok and it's, and, I, and then I'll say, hey, what are you doing? Get off your phone. And what am I doing? I'm over there on TweetDeck. You know, it's just I'm not modeling great behavior. Yeah, yeah. And then when you think about it, it's not it's not a means a matter of completely dissociating from these apps like you could totally tailor what mindful use looks like for you. You could tailor if it's something you really need in your life. Like I like I wound up speaking to a few different journalists and reporters because I think that they are kind of like me where it's a big benefit for our professional lives. So we feel like we can't fully be offline, but a matter of not scroll, doom scrolling into the night. I spoke to Karen Kehoe, who kind of coined that term last year, um, a matter of going online with intention and trying to make sure we don't use it as a go between with our loved ones. Like I like that note as well too, about the fact that a lot of group chats I have with my friends or um, different professional groups are kind of hosted on Twitter and on Instagram, but they could be elsewhere. Hmm. So, so moving that to a, a, a different communications platform that in terms of friends, that's the advice you got. Yeah, that's one like kind of, when you send a direct text message or a direct message to somebody, or I've started mailing birthday cards lately even, but those feel like a little bit Like in the mail? More... Like with a stamp? With a stamp. Wow. Yes. I had I had a book of stamps that I bought like last year when we were deep <laughs> in the pandemic that I've been trying to use up. So when someone's <laughs> birthday comes around, I've been sending a card. I just have these things collecting dust here. Um, and it's turned into more meaningful conversation. The most recent friend, he didn't get it until like three months after his birthday. But when he did, he sends me a note and says, hey, thank you so much for this. It's not the same as when I just sent him a DM on, on Instagram, you know? Right. Some meme or something that you've, you know, some, some gift that you've come up with. Yeah, yeah the intention's so much better. 
Uh, that is fascinating. Uh, some great advice. Uh, Angela, thank you so much for your time. Please be well. 100%. Thank you for having me. Angela Francis is a uh, reporter with the Toronto Star, and you can read the piece about how to break up with your phone, social media detox attempts, and maybe some different ways to think about it. For me, one of the reasons I've really scaled back in terms of how much I put out there, I don't really, I used to be very much, you know, I got a zinger. Oh, here's my Bon Mott. Throw it out there, either on Twitter or on Instagram. Here's a here's a fancy show. Here's a boast post of me someplace cool. And I just, I just, the whole thing, it just kind of amps up my own, I, I, I don't know. It just doesn't make me feel very good about myself. I don't know if that's your perspective on it. Like, I, I, I crave this weird, uh, you know, the likes and, you know, oh, please, if, if people aren't liking what I put out there, then I'm, I'm talking myself down and hating myself. And I think, well, this is no way to live. So my, my wish for you today is you step back a little bit from the social media. Maybe you have a personal connection. Maybe you go out there and help dig somebody out of this snowstorm. Maybe you dug Fordham, you know, you get out there. Meet your neighbors. Do it safely, of course, because we're still in the midst of this Omicron thing. Thank you so much for spending some of your time with me today. My name is Alan Carter. Stay with us here out th- throughout the course of the day. And join me tonight on Global News on television. I'm on TV tonight, Global News at 530, with the very latest roundup of what's happening with this massive snowstorm that's hit Ontario. Be well.